welcome. Thank you for joining us today at the War Memorial Opera House for this performance of San Francisco Ballet's Program 2. Since today is Super Bowl Sunday, we know where your priorities lie. <laughs> I'm Cheryl Osula, a writer for San Francisco Ballet, and I'm happy to welcome as my guest today, principal dancer Luke Ingham, who has... Thanks. He has switched gears from rehearsing uh, Liam Scarlett's Frankenstein to be here and chat with us today. The Meet the Artist interviews are a, a great way to connect with the dancers and other artists of San Francisco Ballet and to learn more about the company and ballet in general. Uh, it's one of the programs in the adult education program. And if you go to our website, sfballet.org, uh, to the programs page, You'll, you can get information on the other programs available so that you can uh, improve your engagement with, with the art of ballet. Um, and while you're there, uh, take a look around because there's all kinds of things that'll, that'll help you learn more about the company. We've got dancer bios, casting information, uh, upcoming uh, events, and um, all kinds of things. So, um, Many of these Meet the Artist interviews are available as podcasts on the website. So for all of you podcast listeners out there, today is Sunday, February 5th, 2017. Thanks for listening. So now to my guest. As many of you know, uh, Luke has danced dozens of roles in the full-length ballets and repertory works from the classics to contemporary. He came to San Francisco Ballet five years ago. This is his fifth season, his third season as a principal dancer. And uh, he came here after dancing with the Australian Ballet on his home turf and Houston Ballet. So if you saw uh, program one, you might have seen him dance Justin Peck's In the Countenance of Kings. Yeah. <laughs> And in program two, he danced the role of the captain in Yuri Posikov's world premiere, Optimistic Tragedy, which of course you'll see today. So coming up, uh, you might catch him as the creature in Frankenstein, as Prince Guillaume in Christopher Wielden's Cinderella, or in Arthur Pita's uh, new ballet, Salome, among others. So Luke, let's obviously, let's start with Optimistic Tragedy. So uh, Yuri is kind of infamous for creating very difficult choreography. And in rehearsals, there was one lift in particular that I was just like, this is superhuman. I don't know how they're gonna do this. So can you just talk a little bit about the choreography itself and just in learning it and the ins and outs? Um, it's really hard. Um, it, it's always a really um, interesting process with Yuri because he is such a fantastic partner himself. Um, so basically everything that we do out on stage, he's able to demonstrate. So sometimes that makes it really fun and other times it makes it really hard because you're trying to keep up with him. Um, but the, I guess the process um, for me kind of, it started out I was uh, third cast, and then due to an injury to one of the dancers, I got bumped up to dance with Lorena. So um, I guess I didn't really contribute a lot 
to the choreography initially, but then when we revisit it before we open the program, um, that's when I sort of started really working on it. And and what kinds of things were tweaked for you, or did you have any input into that? Um, I think it was just getting the kind of um, the the feel between Lorena and I. She'd obviously been working with someone else, as had I. And so we sort of, it took a little while for us to get that um, like sense of coordination. And also with Yuri's ballets, there's a, a big process of stamina. So it's, it's never something you can just do. It, it always takes a lot of um, uh, awareness of when you have to breathe, when you have to like not do too much because otherwise you're just not gonna make it through. It's, it's a very long, long part of der, this one. And yeah, I'm, I know for myself, I'm pretty dead by the end of it. Yeah, and a lot of the movement's pretty athletic and, and, big, yeah, and a, big. And a lot of lifting. He loves, loves a lot of lifting, so that suits me, which is good. If you're just coming in, I'm chatting with principal dancer Luke Ingham. Um, so another thing that, that Yuri tends to do is to not talk a whole lot about his concept um, and with the dancers because he wants them to bring their own ideas to this piece and, and you know, their own interpretation of the movement. So did he, did he talk about the, uh, there's a semi-narrative to this, don't look for a huge story, uh, but it is based on a movie. Um, so what, if anything, did he talk to you about? Um, initially, he spoke about the idea for the ballet, um, the optimistic tragedy, the movie, or the book, maybe? It was a play first oh, and a, a movie. A play, sorry. So he sort of spoke about what uh, his intention was, uh, probably the first, the first day we worked with him, and then he, he sort of, you could tell that he had an intention with the movement and the choreography, like he wanted a lot of, um, I guess, communist sort of symbolism in it, like a lot of the um, poses that she makes in the part of her and some of the lifts are very sort of, strong like he would always sort of be like it's strong moment and stuff like um so i think he was just sort of not necessarily referencing like a story or a narrative at that point it was more just uh, a lot of imagery and yeah i think he um um i don't know it was yeah, I, I really see it. I really see that in, in the par, especially that, that imagery that he's trying to portray. Yeah, he, he did talk about that. Um, constructivism was, was, the, was the predominant style at the time, and there, I guess there are a lot of statues uh, that have this very strong, you know, patriotic sort of look to them, and that's what he was working with. So one of the other things that... Um, that I wondered about is, you, you already mentioned this quite lengthy pas de deux that you do, um, but it, really, as a whole, it's an ensemble ballet, mm -hmm. and you do a lot of dancing with the entire crew of men on this ship. So can you talk a little bit, like, give us a little comparison and contrast to, you know, dancing as an ensemble versus doing a pas de deux, and I, I, I would imagine there are kind of different kinds of thrills in that. Um, I personally find dancing, like, as an ensemble is, it just requires so much extra awareness, 
Um, obviously, when you're dancing on your own, if something goes wrong or you're off the music, no one except the ballet masters or the choreographer are going to know. But when you're in a group, if you're out of line, if you're off the music, if you, your arms are wrong, it's just becomes so obvious. So it's definitely, um, it's definitely something, that, it's a skill. And it's something that requires a lot of awareness and thought and rehearsal. And, you know, Yuri has, has choreographed for, for groups of men in the past, and he's, he really just, he has I've, so much fun doing it. Do you I've, guys have as much fun as he yeah, does? Yeah, and to be honest, I love watching what he does with groups of men. I think um, there's some really uh, beautiful kind of uh, sh shapes, and he creates such strong movement for guys in this ballet and, and in previous ballets like Swimmer. Um, I think the really one of the most profound parts of that ballet was when all the men come out on stage and, and do that um, really strong sort of part at the end. And I think that that's something that I really love about his choreography. I see a few people coming in late. I'm chatting with principal dancer Luke Ingham. Um, this ballet has... Um, actually some film components, some projections. Um, and of course, these things don't come together until really just a few days before the opening when all of the components um, are run through together on stage and the problems are worked out. So um, I know that because, because of that last minute nature of the process, um, Yuri made some last minute changes in some of the staging. Uh, With, without, you know, without giving us any spoilers, can you tell us a little bit about what that process is like during the tech rehearsals? Um, it's always a pretty full-on process. Um, I think along with technical stuff, there was still a lot of uh, finalizing with choreography and um, spacing and, and musicality and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's tech rehearsals uh, require a lot of um, concentration and a lot of... Um, I think sometimes you just want to, like, maintain focus and not get too, like, stressed out or overwhelmed because, you know, you're very close to an opening, but sometimes you feel very far away from from getting there. I know that that uh, some staging affected Lorena in particular, but uh, was there anything that you had to change um, at the last minute and make sure you remembered to do? <laughs> for me, it wasn't so bad. There was a lot of, um, there's a lot of scenery changes. So the guys are moving um, certain parts of the scenery which affected some of the spacing. And so that uh, in the studio, you might have been dancing in an area where now there's like a part of the ship so I think a few people had to just make some adjustments on the fly and um, yeah, there was, there, actually we spent a good sort of, I think it was about, it was at least six hours of teching um, over two days where we just were working through uh, the group sections mostly, not really dancing, uh, a lot of it was just um, figuring out the spacing and figuring out when and where he wanted the different, um, parts of the uh, scenery placed and yeah so it's it's physically sometimes it's not hard but um, definitely it requires a lot of concentration 
So I was looking at the rehearsal schedule and, and back when Yuri was creating this ballet, you were also rehearsing Cinderella and Miles Thatcher's world premiere. So could you talk a little bit, if, if there is such a thing as, as a typical day when you're juggling ballets like that, can you just tell us a little bit what that's like? Um, yeah, so uh, the good thing about that point, like rehearsing Cinderella, it's, it's sort of nice to come back to a ballet that you've already performed. Um, it's amazing how quickly, uh, even a full-length ballet, and even if we hadn't done it for two or three years, sometimes it just comes back so quickly. So it's nice not to have to, uh, like, you don't have to get in the studio and look at DVDs, and you sort of just know that it's it's sort of in your body. It's like a muscle memory thing. So for me, it was sort of like you're chopping and changing between rehearsals, trying to remember choreography. Um, that's never easy for me. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's about like, I guess using other people as well to sort of help you fill in the blanks. Um, fortunately, I wasn't first cast for either of those ballets. So it's kind of nice. You can sort of hide back in the studio a little bit and just sort of pretend like you know what you're doing. <laughs> So, so during those times when you're doing a lot of like different styles of movement, are you doing anything differently just in terms of, of the kind of maintenance to your body or other training you're doing? I know, like I, I think it's important, like I like to do class every day and I think that that's sort of the base for everything that we do. So I don't try to change anything. Maybe I do like stretch a little more. Um, you know, I'm sort of bigger guy and sometimes I feel like I'm getting a little bit like tight in my back or my hips are really tight. So I stretch more. I do a little bit of Pilates. Um, I don't like lift weights or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I try to keep everything generally pretty consistent. Um, so I like to get to work an hour before class and do a bit of a warm-up, uh, maybe just get on the bike, get on the elliptical, uh, on the elliptical, maybe do some reformer like Pilates work and then get into class and then it all just sort of goes from there. I am going to uh, allow some time today for questions from you so you can be thinking about those. Um, but I but I wondered if you could um, give us just a little bit of a sneak preview about your role as the creature in Frankenstein, which is opening very soon on February 17th. I hope you've all marked your calendars. Um, it's, uh, from what I've seen, it's amazing. The sets and everything um, look phenomenal. Um, and for me, that kind of, uh, is incorporated into my character because um, from what I understand, there's about two hours of makeup involved uh, before the show. So we actually had um, about three months ago, these prosthetics created for us. So we had to go in um, downstairs and they put all this like, basically this uh, gel stuff that they put it all over our face, uh, my face, so I could only breathe through my nose. And then they covered it with plaster and took this uh, cast of my face. And that was basically sitting still with my entire face covered for about 45 minutes, um, which for me is like not easy at the best of times. Um, I remember at the time I also had a, a cold. 
So I was spending the whole time basically like sweating, trying not to, to cough or sneeze. And at one point I was like waving my arms around because that was the only way I could communicate because I'd, I'd actually coughed and I felt it sort of move a little and I was like, oh no, I'm going to have to do this again. <laughs> but um, so yeah, from there they build the prosthetic. So we have this um, basically like we're completely bald with all this really detailed, intricate sort of um, scarring across our body. So yeah, I think that's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be interesting as far as just little things like getting to the theater really early, um, warming up, like getting prepared for a role. Um, for me, I have a pretty sort of um, like good system. I like to get to the theater early and like do my makeup and spend a lot of time warming up and sitting around and stuff like that. But this is sort of going to change that. So, so it's, it's sort of different for you in terms of even performing, as I understand it, because like you don't have eyebrows and, you know, so your facial, exp how, how, are you, how are you dealing with not having all of your facial components? It's actually, yeah, I have thought about that. And I think it's, it's I'm not, I don't think I'm going to focus too much on that at this point. Like, I want to see how it looks like when we, I mean, hopefully we get a chance to do a couple of runs with full makeup. Uh, there might be a few like, um, like mirror style montages of me practicing like funny faces or something. I don't know, like, yeah, just to get used to it. Um, get used to basically like we're in a unitard, a flesh unitard and this, we've got all this like prosthetic stuff all over our arms and our faces. So yeah, figuring all that out is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, the um, the designer John McFarlane apparently hand painted on your blood vessels and sinews and whatnot on Staples. each dancer's body stocking to me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's very cool. Um, so one more question before I open this up and. Um, we talked about juggling different kinds of ballets, but now you're also juggling a dancing career with fatherhood. So what's changed? Um, uh, uh, sleep. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's interesting actually. Like I wasn't sure how, like really what I was getting into. I mean, obviously <laughs> everyone says that it's a certain way and, and you have this like sort of, idea in your head and then you're like, well, it's nothing like that. There's been some, a few tough nights, but actually it's, it's kind of interesting. I feel like because of what we do, um, you know, once you get into the studio in the morning, if you've only had three hours of sleep the night before that, I mean, you can't just sort of sit around and say, I can't do this. You sort of get in, you switch that side of your brain off, you get through class, you get through, like, I like to think of it like I just need to get through this rehearsal and then, like, I've only got one more hour or, you know, so it's it's sort of a little bit of a mental thing sometimes. Um, but it's good because I'm not so worried about our rehearsal or um, I'm sort of focused on what I need to do at home and then what I need to do at work and it's sort of, it's been really nice. and. Now it's sort of like uh, my daughter Aggie, she's eight months old, so she's sort of developing like this really great personality and it's, it's a lot of fun. I just met her backstage and I can tell you that cute goes a long way. 
She's pretty uh, cute. Yeah, she's pretty cute. Yeah. Okay, so um, questions from you, please, one per person, and please do keep them brief. I saw a hand right there. Was Liam Scarlett here for Frankenstein rehearsals, and were there changes from the London production? Um, yes, so he, he's uh, been here the whole time. Um, basically, I think we rehearsed, started rehe uh, learning it in, I think it was October or November. And he was here for the whole time of that, and he's he's here now rehearsing it as well. Um, I think the changes that have been made, from what I understand, have been pretty uh, like minor. Like it might be a minor choreographic thing, and that can sometimes just be the difference between each cast. So sometimes there's things that suit a car or suit a dancer or a cast better. So there's little things that, it, that are always changing like that. Yes. Uh, I think they, they had, oh, sorry. How many dancers perform the creature? Um, there's four casts. So they, yeah, all four of us had to go through the, the same thing. Yes. What's, what's your daily diet like, and is it different on dancing days versus non-dancing um, days? Yeah, it is. It's um, very minor um, diet-wise. Like, a thing I like to have if I'm having a really hard show, and I think it's just out of habit, is I like to have pasta, um, just, like, for lunch. Um, you know, if I'm doing, like, a full-length ballet. Um, but day-to-day, -day, I think that my, like, some days my diet, I think, I'm like, yeah, it's really good. And then other days I'm like, no, just, like, I have a burrito for lunch, and then I'm like, oh, that burrito is so good. Um, and then I try and, like, I'll go home and I'll be like, okay, to my wife, I'll be like, all right, we're going to have a salad for dinner, like, just to sort of offset the burrito. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think the thing is we exercise so much and we're sort of spending six hours a day um, rehearsing and exercising. So there's sort of not that, like, intense focus on, on a diet. I mean, I do enjoy a juice and a lot of people at work, but I think that's also because in Hayes Valley there's, like, three different juice places now. So you, you literally can't walk anywhere in Hayes Valley without going past a juice place. Yes. Gosh. He says that uh, he really loves the partnership Luke has with Doris Andre on stage, and what is that like to dance with her? Um, I hope she's listening. Doris, are you listening? <laughs> um, that was Talon, yeah. Um, she's great. I love dancing with her. I've had a lot of great partners that I've worked with here in my five years, and she's a lot of fun. We have a great friendship outside the studio as well, and she's obviously very intelligent. She's a great artist. She's beautiful to watch on stage, and she's a very fun person to partner. 
Um, I think that we're actually working together for the Arthur Peter piece, Salome, coming up. Um, so that was a really fun process. It was um, like, it was a creation. So we got to kind of really experiment a lot and she's very easy to do, um, like very easy to do that with. Um, she sort of is just willing to sort of fling her body uh, in any direction. And, you know, it's, that's a lot of fun for me. Yeah. Great. Uh, yes. Who chose the cast for Frankenstein? Sorry, puts them together or? Oh, okay. Um, so I believe that the casting is, um, it's Liam obviously is heavily involved in, in Helgi. Um, yeah, I think it predominantly comes down to those two. So that would be Liam Scarlett, the choreographer, and Helgi Thomas, and the artistic director. Yes. So when you have a two-hour makeup session before a show, how are you going to stay warm and ready to go on stage? Well, because uh, we haven't actually tried it yet, but <laughs> in my mind I have a, a plan, and um, I think we're actually, um, I don't want to give too much away, but in Frankenstein, we're not really involved that heavily in the first act. Um, so I think we will be in makeup basically right up until the uh, curtain up and then that will allow the time between curtain up and when we appear on stage uh, sort of at the end of first act that will be our warm-up time um, and then we'll have the interval to really kind of get ready for second act which is where we sort of become more present in the story yes How did you get into dancing? She wants to oh, know about your dance okay. history. Um, I'll try and keep it brief, <laughs> sorry. Um, so I grew up in a small country town in uh, the south of Australia. Um, my mum, she had a sort of, uh, she grew up doing ballet and tap and stuff like that. Uh, she never really sort of pushed me into it. She had a pair of ballet shoes that I found and um, I wanted to go along and she took me, uh, I was about the age of five. Um, so I sort of stuck with it since then and I've been lucky enough that at various points throughout my childhood and then adolescence that um, sort of I had opportunities. Uh, we moved and I had a fantastic teacher and then at the age of 15 I was accepted into the Australian Ballet School. Uh, I trained uh, full-time with the Australian Ballet School from 15 to 18 and then at 18 I was accepted directly into the Australian Ballet. I think we have time for one more question. Yes. The question is, is it permitted to ask the weight of the person that he has to lift? And I'm not sure. You, you can ask the um, question. I think this is not I politically might, correct. Yeah, I, I might not be able to answer that. Um, and also, I don't think I, I would be doing a disservice trying to, like, uh, convert kilograms into pounds and, yeah. So, but, no, I mean, it, yeah, everyone's... I'm not even going to... Yeah, let's... 
but, but I will say that, that proportions have a lot to do with it, too. It's not just weight, it's leg length and that sort of, and how, you know, so it, there's a lot of physics involved. It's not like, it's not like lifting just weight. So, anyway, sorry. Okay, uh, we are about out of time, so um, I wanted to thank you again for being here today. Please do visit the website if you have a chance, and you can also connect with us easily on all kinds of social media, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram. There are videos on YouTube. Um, so please do check us out and enjoy the show today. Thank you. Thank you.